we cry out Hosanna in the highest. It's a cry of desperation. <laughs> Let's say, God, we need you now. And I don't know about you, but I need him desperately. And I'm thankful and grateful for our time of worship together, our time of sharing together, uh, and what God has just been uh, speaking and uh, doing in my own heart t- today and yesterday. And I pray that it uh, floods over to uh, the messages that we've been sharing uh, together. So I'm just excited once again to be able to share anytime we have the opportunity to share uh, in God's word. It is a privilege. Uh, as we've been sharing and thinking and reflecting over these last uh, couple days, uh, we've been reflecting on this idea of messy spirituality. In the midst of our mess, how we interact and encounter the one who is our master. And, and, and I have a lot to work with because when you look at the text of scripture, you see a lot of folks who are messy and mixy who have a lot of issues and challenges. And yet in the midst of that, God is molding something in the midst of that mess. I want to look at one of those uh, individuals from the text of scripture once again tonight. And uh, if you're able to track along with me, I'll be judge in judges, the 16th chapter Uh, in judges, the 16th chapter, we encounter uh, a brother uh, by the, by the name of Samson. Uh, And I'm always interested in this narrative, but I just want to just lift up one passage from that and then we'll unpack that a little bit late later on in judges uh the 16th chapter uh we're already in the midst of the story and so i'll give you the background later on but right in the midst of the story the passages that i want to lift up uh is found in verse 20 and when we get to verse 20 uh he has been uh uh connected to this woman called delilah uh and she has been trying to get the source of his strength and he finally gives up uh to her to let her know uh that uh if she his hair has never been cut and if his hair cut that he'll lose his strength. Bob never tells us that would happen, but we, we find that that's how, how it, it has an interaction with him. And in, and in Judges, the 16th chapter and the 20th verse, uh, the text of scripture says, then she called out Samson, the Philistines are upon you. He awoke from his sleep and thought, I'll go out as before and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had left him. Verse 21. Then the Philistines seized him and gorged out his eyes and took him down to Gaza, binding him with bronze shackles and setting him to grind grain in the prison. Verse 22, this is what I want to preach from tonight. But the hair on his head began to grow again after it had not been shaved. God's word for us. Thanks be to God. God will be thanking Ani for this time to share tonight and your spirit and presence that is already in this place. We ask, O God, that the words of my mouth and the collective meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, God, our strength and our redeemer, that you would give us ears to hear, minds to comprehend, hearts to receive. And God, the zealousness of life, not just to hear this word, but to live it out each and every day. We'll be careful to give your name the glory, the honor, the adoration, the thanksgiving and praise in Jesus' name. And everyone said... Oh, come on. Everybody said, I know it's the end of the day, but come on. Everybody said, amen and amen. 
uh, as uh, I sh- they shared in my bio and before, uh, I am a new dad again uh, for the third time. And uh, my son, Grayson Alexander, uh, is just uh, two months old. Uh, and the thing that I had to come to the realization that I forgot about uh, was how often babies had to go to the doctor. And when they, when they, there seems like they're going to the doctor every single week. Uh, but the interesting, interesting thing uh, is when they go to the doctor, the doctor is always trying to identify two things, two questions that they're looking and two things they're looking for uh, is their weight and their height. Over and over again, they're looking at, we, we just like, we just were here last week. But once again, they're looking at their weight and their height. And I asked the question, why are every single time when we come into the doctor's office, are you asking for his weight and his height? And they share with me, they said, if he's not growing, something is wrong. They share with me that uh, health is related to his continual growth. And I I really do believe tonight uh, that God is calling us not to be in the same stagnant place in our development but truly lean into him growing something new in us. There's a philosopher, Paul Ricoeur, who says, men are not born to die, but rather to begin again. Here we note that spiritual growth, when we talk about spiritual emphasis or a deeper life or the focus of our time together, spiritual growth, unfortunately, has become an industry within itself. It has been reduced down to a system and a set of principles, formulas, training programs, curricula, books, uh, tapes, uh, DVDs, uh, CDs, uh, MP3s, a host of different things. Uh, There's these ingredients that we've put together. You have a little bit of prayer, Bible study, service, community, uh, and then all these things can take place. Uh, But I would like to suggest you can't reduce our spiritual growth and formation to just a form of take one verse, wash it down with a couple prayers and call me in the morning. But, but rather spiritual growth is not a system of mechanics. It is not just a procedure. It is a wild searching and seeking after God within our lives that involves a volatile mix of messy reality, wild freedom, frustrated stuckness and increased slowness. Those, those moments where we, we think we have it, we have it, we have it. Then we realize we don't have it. We don't have it. We don't have it. And, and we seems as though we take three steps forward and two steps back. But at least we took one step forward in the process of where we think we're growing. But yet we feel as though we're retreating back and we're going and rehearsing the same lessons over and over again. And sometimes growth is messy. Development can be complex and it can be difficult and it can't be set in a particular order. And I know that's frustrating, particularly for some of us type A personalities, because we want the formula. We want to know exactly what we need to do, when we need to do it. And we have the timeline concerning where we're supposed to be in our spiritual journey. But it doesn't work that way. Sometimes it gets messy and sometimes it gets complicated. As we look at our passage for tonight, uh, we enter into this area in the period of the judges, where there's this cyclical process among the children of Israel. This time where the text of scripture lets us know everyone did what was right in their own eyes. 
And God would allow an enemy uh, to come in to afflict pain and oppression upon the people. The people would cry out to God that he would send a, a deliverer. God is faithful and would send a deliverer, a judge who would defeat the enemy. But inevitably the people would go back to doing whatever they wanted to do again. As we enter into this passage, we, we, we find a judge rises out of this turmoil named Samson. And, and I believe there's some lessons in the midst of his own journey that can help guide us in how we are seeking to grow deeper and deeper in our relationship with God. Please, please note, the first thing that I believe we can learn is, number one, that unhealthy growth can get us in trouble. J- just because we see progress taking place doesn't always mean it's healthy progress. Just because we see movement doesn't necessarily mean it is movement that is for our benefit. In Judges, the 13th chapter, we find a, a woman gives birth to a son named Samson. He grew and was blessed with from God, uh, and the Spirit of the Lord began to stir in him, and he went all over uh, the community doing various things. There was a call, and there was an anointing over Samson's life. He was set apart as a Nazarite, uh, and, and so he had certain uh, restrictions concerning his life. Uh, he was given a call over his life uh, that he would deliver the people from the hands of the Philistines. So he was anointed, he was called, he was growing, he was strong. And yet in the midst of this, he's anointed for a task. But inevitably, what does he end up doing? Instead of fulfilling the call of his life of defeating the Philistines, he ends up marrying into the Philistines. And that's sometimes what can happen to us. When we grow without our understanding of God guiding and pruning us in the midst of the growth. We, we, we grow recklessly when we think it's just about my own ability. When we think it's just about my own talent. When we think it's just about my own uh, capability and capacity. And listen, y'all at Crown College, y'all are smart. You are gifted. You are called. But that call has to be cultivated. It has to be mentored. It has to be continually pruned as you're growing. Because if not, if we live without boundaries, we find ourselves in problematic places. And here we find in our text, Samson finds himself in problematic places. Uh, where he gets in trouble because he's connected to the Philistines. But yet, in the midst of this, connected to the Philistines with this wife, uh, he, he finds that God's spirit is still present even in his messiness, even in his brokenness. God is still there. But here we find that it stunts his growth and causes him to find himself in problematic places. You, 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 know, you know what grows quickly? Weeds do. And, and I remember grow, growing up, I, I would always uh, look at the grass and see the grass and see the ground, uh, but I would always get frustrated because you know what grew faster than the flowers? It was the weeds. And sometimes the garden of our hearts get polluted because things are growing quickly, but they are not being tilled properly. Where we have things grow up within our lives, but we are not doing the proper spiritual disciplines to say, God, is this you or is this my own ambition? 
Is this you or is this my ego? Is this you or is it my pride and my desire to be known and my pride and desire to do what I want to do and to please my own perspective? Here we find that Samson finds for himself uh, unhealthy growth uh, is when it's not understood and appropriately placed, ends himself up in prison and blind, disconnected from the power and the presence of God, stripped up from all the promises that God had placed on him because he allowed himself to grow in a way that was not after God's purposes in life. But we find and recognize while there is those moments that unhealthy growth can cause us trouble, we also can see that healthy growth many times is gradual. Now, I, I, I know that's not a popular thing. I know that's not something we like, we like to hear. Uh, but after he is in the most deepest, darkest, stripped down place in his life. The Bible says in verse 22, but the hair on his head began to grow again. And sometimes God has to place us in those positions of being humbled before him. When we recognize and see that it's not about our ability, it's not about our giftedness, but rather he has to break us at the core and sometimes even break some of our will. Break some of our own paths and break some of our own arrogance so that he can build his will concerning our lives. Some, sometimes he has to do some work on the inside of us. Growth can to be gradual. There's those moments where we get stuck. Those moments where we enter into, uh, as St. John of the Cross notes, the dark night of the soul. Have you ever been there? Let's be honest. Don't look to the left or to the right. Have you ever been there where you're saying, God, are you still there? God, I've messed up so bad and I've done so many different things and I've been felt disconnected from you. That I enter into that moment where I feel as though my prayers are not even leaving the roof of my dorm room. Where I feel disconnected from your presence. Have you ever gotten stuck? Have you ever gotten to that place where saying, God, do you still hear me? Maybe that's why the psalmist declared, restore the joy of my salvation. Restore the place where I used to worship and feel your presence. Uh, But I I like to suggest that that's not necessarily always a bad thing. That when we get stuck, we have to come to the place and realization that it's not about us moving us past what we're in but rather about God meeting us in those places. And it's not a rushed process, but rather it's a process of God developing something in us. Let me let you know something that I know is not popular. I know it's not going to be hashtagged on Twitter. I know it's not going to be repeated on Instagram, but sometimes some things take time. Let me put it this way. 
Uh, so, uh, as you can tell and probably have heard, uh, I love good food. Let me premise, preface that and pre- put a prerequisite on it. I love good food. One of my favorite meals to eat is barbecued ribs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Someone didn't say amen. The entire spiritual uh, emphasis week of it today, you said amen because you heard ribs. Listen, I love good, slow cooked barbecued ribs that are falling off the bone. Somebody getting hungry right now. Falling off the bone that have that little pink on the inside that's just succulent to the taste. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, so we, we, we had some friends, my wife and I, we have some friends uh, and they, they let me know. They said, listen, we would like to invite you over to our house. Uh, we have a new home. We would like to invite you over to see the, the new home. W- w- would you come over? We said, of course, we'll come, come over. I was like, yeah, we'll, we'll come over. They said, we're going to have ribs. I said, I'll be there. I'll be, I'll, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be right there. And so, uh, and so uh, I have my uh, appetite ready. I've prepped all day because I said, I'm going to eat some ribs tonight. I, I get excited. I get my good rib clothes on. You, 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 you know good rib clubs that, that, that you don't mind spilling a little bit of sauce. Come on, I, I got a witness here. You don't mind spilling, spilling a little sauce on it. You, 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 you don't mind getting it a little messed up. And so I, I got my good ribs clothes on. I have my appetite set. I'm ready to enter in and engage. And, and I knew uh, Dr. Wiggins, it was going to be, be problematic when I entered in the house because when I entered in the house, I did not smell the sweet uh, savor of mesquite. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't smell uh, any, see any smoke flowing from anywhere. I said, I said, I said, I couldn't, something's problematic here, but I said, I'm on my best behavior. Let me act dignified and respectable. So, so I entered in the house and we're having conversation and we're engaging in a wonderful time together. And they're talking and all in my mind is I'm saying, where the ribs at? You know, I'm not trying to be rude, I'm, I'm, but, but it's getting kind of later on in the evening and I don't see anybody starting any grill up. I don't see a smoker in the back. And, and I, I'm asking the question, where the ribs at? And, and so I get the courage up to say like, oh, this is great conversation. Uh, but I think y'all had said that y'all are going to be serving ribs tonight. And they said, oh yeah, we're, we're going to serve ribs. And then they engaged in an abomination before God and humanity. And proceeded to go to the refrigerator, pull out some pre-packaged ribs, and then proceed to put those ribs in the microwave. I got mad just thinking about it right now. And they warmed those ribs up in the microwave. And had the audacity to serve it before us. And so I said, I'm going to try it. But you know, you know, you know. It didn't do anything for me. And it came to a realization that ribs, and I would even suggest, even just like our spiritual journey, can't be rushed. They, They can't be pushed. They can't be microwaved. But they've got to be slowly cultivated. 
And in our lives, many a times we enter into a thought process that think that we can microwave our faith formation to what God wants for us. But rather, it's the slow preparation of marinating. The slow preparation of God doing work in and through us to develop and to prepare us. That's not always rushed, but rather is continually perfected in and through our lives. Healthy growth many times is gradual. And even when we don't see it and we even when it doesn't seem like it makes sense and even when we want to see growth and it takes a long time, sometimes God takes us through a process because he's working some things in us as well as around us. And I, I thank God for it and I, I'm, I'm prayerful that you'll be able to see and experience it in your own life where God begins to do things and you come to the appreciation of when God told you to wait and told you to hold on one moment. Because sometimes God is doing something in and through us that sometimes looks messy, but he's actually doing it for his will and purpose because he's connecting every piece together for his purpose. There's a story about a man who came in and I was seeing someone who was working on a tapestry. Uh, you, you know, one of those big fancy rugs that people hang up on a wall. And, and, and he's, he's working on this tapestry. They ask the question, how much is this tapestry worth? And they say this tapestry is worth $10,000. And he said, how could this tapestry be worth $10,000? It looks like a mess. All the pieces are straight and lines are falling off and, and it looks like it is disconnected. And the man still working on this disconnected tapestry that seems as though it's frattered, afraid, and has different ways of it's going and different strings that are connected to it. And it doesn't look like it makes sense. He said, how could this be something that is beautiful? And the man looks up at it, back at him and says, it looks rough right now, but you're looking at the other side of the tapestry. If I turn it over, you're able to see all the different pieces are lining themselves together. And that's just how sometimes God works in our lives. It looks messy and it looks disconnected and it looks as though it's not leading anywhere. But God is actually weaving things together in the midst of what seems to be tattered, in the midst of what seems to be out of order. God is still weaving those pieces together so that they can be seen as a lovely picture concerning our lives. That even in the midst of moments and spaces that seem to be disconnected, God is growing us gradually. Not only is God growing us gradually, but I also like to suggest that many times lasting growth is generated underground. That it's in those dark, forgotten about places that God cultivates who we are. It was when Samson was not at a place of prominence when he was tearing up walls and uh, was was uh, tying foxes together. But it was in the place when he was stripped of everything, blind with a mill that he was pushing around. Then in verse 28, he prays to the Lord and says, Sovereign Lord, remember me. Please, God, strengthen me once more. And let me, with one blow, take revenge upon the Philistines for my eyes. 
It's in that place where he is broken underneath the ground, disconnected, that he has a substantial strengthening prayer that sustains him for his call for what God has for him. And I like to suggest sometimes it's in those low, dark places that God likes to do his best work. That he likes to cultivate and do things in our lives that we can't necessarily see or understand. Uh, so I, when I first moved to uh, New York, uh, I, I wanted to do something uh, that I had never done before. I, I wanted to go and see a Broadway show, wanted to see a Broadway play there uh, in, in, in Manhattan. And so uh, I got my little money together and uh, took my wife uh, to Broadway Broadway show. And I'd never been to a Broadway show uh, before. Uh, and it was a powerful a show and presentation uh, that, that, that was there. And I was enjoying uh, ourselves in, in the midst of the uh, celebration. And don't judge me. Don't talk about me. Don't, don't say I don't have any class because I, I was watching the show uh, and, and the show was uh, at a place where it finished and I, everybody stood up uh, and I said, that is a wonderful show. And I started to walk out of uh, the theater and my wife had to pull me at my, my, my jacket and say, where are you going? I said, it, it was a wonderful show. It, 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 it looked great. I said, it was a little short, but it, it, it was good. She said, the show's not over. She said, it's just intermission. <laughs> and I said, what? She was like, yeah, there's a whole nother second half of, of the show. I said, so why, why did they close the curtains? Yo, don't, don't talk about me. Don't judge me. I, I didn't know. She's, I, I, she said, because uh, they're changing the set around. I said, well, they're, they're doing what? She said, yeah, they had to pull the curtain down because they had to change the set around because the second act was on the way. Hear, hear me, hear me, hear me. Some, sometimes God has to pull the curtain down in our lives. And it looks as though it's over and it looks as though it's finished. But actually, God is rearranging things in our lives. He is altering things in our understandings and in our hearts. He's putting things back in right priority and putting him first in our lives. And I'm here to encourage somebody. It's not over. It's not finished. God still has another act for you to be able to show forth his glory and his might and his power. And just because it gets dark for a moment. You serve a God who knows how to rearrange things in the midst of the dark. And so when the curtain rises up, people won't even recognize it's the same you because God has done a transformative work in the midst of the underground experience. Here it is. Here it is that lasting growth many times is generated underground. Samson in the midst of this moment is with his last breath and with his last ability, uh, despite all the things he had been through and despite all the pain and despite all the hurt, is strengthened and his hair grows back, uh, not because of his arrogance and not because of his prestige and not because of his power, but rather because of his humility before God. But he recognized his strength uh, doesn't come from him. But rather his strength comes from the very presence and power of God. It's the idea that sometimes as we go low, God cultivates something on the inside of us. And don't be discouraged when people threaten to bury you or to finish you or think that you're done. Because when you bury a seed, a seed doesn't die. 
Rather, when you bury a seed, a seed simply grows up. And God is calling some of us in the midst of this moment, in the midst of this deeper life experience, to be broken down so that he can build you into who he has called you to be. He's breaking down our presuppositions. He's breaking down our ego and perspective. He's he's breaking down our thinking we are better or that we have it together or that I'm a good Christian because I come from a Christian household and my father is a pastor and my mother goes to prayer. He's breaking all of those things down because he doesn't want the presentation of what a Christian is. He wants who he has called you to be. As a child of God, sometimes that takes place not in public proclamation and public uh, declaration, but rather it takes place in those areas in our lives where we humble ourselves before God and say, God, would you care for me? Would you meet me in this place? We, we, We serve a God who knows how to work in the underground. God who worked and specialized in those places that seemed to be forgotten. Because he sent his only begotten son in an underground experience to be buried in a borrowed tomb. But in the midst of that low place, resurrected with all power and with might. Please note, when we grow unhealthily, when we grow in an unhealthy manner, we get ourselves in trouble. Healthy growth many times is gradual. It's not in the fast pace of movement. Rather, it's in the cultivation of what God is doing in our lives. And many times the growth that is best is not done before people, but rather done in the inward parts of our lives. And tonight, tonight, you, you've pressed your way out and you're, you're here tonight. Because God has wants to do something in the midst of you. He he wants to cultivate something in you. And some of us, let's be honest, he needs to tear some things down. He needs to tear some areas in our hearts and our lives that we have built up as defense mechanisms to show that we've got it together, that we're okay, that I'm good, that everything is fine, all is well. But the truth of the matter is we're hurting and we're broken and we need healing on the inside. He he wants to break that down tonight. But he doesn't want to break us down so that we're just left in rubble and in disgrace. But he wants us to break down those things so that we can be built in the way that he has called us to be. With an understanding and recognition that it's not about my ability, my strength, my understanding, my intellect. But rather it's about my will that would say yes to him. It's literally in the surrendering of our hearts and minds that we receive healing from the one who is the master of life. He he, he wants to do it tonight. He, he, He wants to heal those areas and minister to those parts and places of your life that many times we have walled off. And I I know what you're saying. You, you, You don't know my background and you don't know where I've come from and you don't know what I've experienced and you don't know how I've had to protect myself. And I hear you, but some of us have built walls in our lives out of self-preservation because we've been hurt and we don't want to feel that hurt anymore because we've been wounded and we don't want to feel that wounding anymore. And I get that. 
But please understand, what may have sustained you in one season can end up suffocating you in the next. Give that over to him tonight and allow him to cultivate new life in you. As the worship team's coming, even at this moment, to share with us, we want to just enter into a time and a space to give you an opportunity to allow God to do a healing work in your heart. But as you heard me say before, uh, God won't, will not heal what you will not reveal. And some of us have put up walls and said, I'm not going to allow God to have access to this. Would you give it over to him tonight? Not worried about who's on the left or who's on the right or who's looking at you or what your roommate may say or uh, what the RA may think or what's your friend. But th th this is time for you to do business with God. For him to go into those areas in your life that many times have been weeded and have grown up over caste. And for him to prune those pieces and those places so that true healthy growth can grow up and cultivate in our lives. I, I don't know about you, but I, I don't want, I think it takes more work trying to be something I'm not than to live fully in freedom in who God has called me to be. And sometimes that's not always pretty and sometimes that's messy and sometimes that's difficult and sometimes that's confusing. But I'd rather bring that to the one who can handle my mess than simply trying to cover it up in the midst of what we're facing. So even in this place and, and moment on tonight, as the prayer team is preparing themselves and our hearts and minds are being prepared before God, if you would pray with me tonight, And actually, if, if you're physically able, if you could even stand with me tonight. God, we thank you for your presence that is with us. And God, we're asking even in this moment that your spirit would come. Come, Holy Spirit. Come first to reveal to us the areas, oh God, that we have hidden, the areas we have built up, the areas we have tried to protect, where we've tried to do it in our own way, in our own place. Would you reveal that in our hearts and minds even tonight? And God, even as you're revealing those areas that we need, to give over to you tonight. Would you empower us with your Holy Spirit to repent and to renounce tonight every area in our life that's not like you. Area, every area, oh God, we have given ground for the enemy to take residence within us. And God, we as a community come before you in humility in brokenness and in messiness to confess before you 
So beloved, whatever that looks like for you, if that looks like lifted hands, if that looks like even coming to this altar, we want to provide the space for God to do a healing in the inner places of your spirit and soul.